0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 7.07 a.m. East Coast time. It's Friday. It's October 25th, and we got a nine-game NBA DFS slate. Yes, the NBA is back, um, first week back, and we have a nine-game slate. These are the best slates, in my opinion, between six and nine games. I think my perfect size slate is seven or eight, eight to be exact, is what I like. So nine's not too bad. On a Friday slate, nice, right? Uh, you're at the bar, whatever you're doing, you're watching the game. And uh, I remember my biggest win in, in DFS last year um, was at a bar watching watching. Uh, um the game kind of uh, i had to put the game on it was just, like shaking as things were just changing in that phone in my pocket and i just glanced at my dfs stuff right on the, your DraftKings app dk eleven. and i was like wait I got a lot of these players that are going off and they got the flames next to their name. And sure enough, so um, Friday is a good day for NBA DFS, right? Uh, could potentially be an even better day. So with that said, I uh, got yeah, nine games. Like, There's a lot of injuries. Injury news is back in, in the NBA. I mean, we got uh, 18 players on this list. You can look at it over my shoulder. It's the injury dashboard. I'll go through each of them. I just want to say welcome to my channel, though, if you are new here. My name is Sal Vetri and I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, MLB, WNBA, and the NBA streets like you're seeing right here. Check out all my NFL content from this week. I have exclusive content on Patreon. I put about 10 to 15 hours of content out on my personal YouTube channel a week. I put about 25 hours or so on Patreon. And then I do some guest appearances on the Awesomo shows a couple times a week for about five hours and then Pat Mayo show on Monday. So there's a lot of content out there right right now for me in the NFL season with the NBA coming in, even more is going to be coming out. I'm not going to guarantee a NBA video every single day. But so far, right now, as I shoot this, as long as this goes up, we're four for four. So that is the goal for the season to have one out every day i have my projections and my personal model that i use over on patreon um Three days in a row now, we have had a profit. Last night was my lightest night in terms of playing. I just don't like three, two, or obviously one game slates in the NBA. I don't really like anything below five games all that much. Um, so I, I didn't really play much cash last night. And all I really did was play some single entry, three max, the big contest, all that kind of stuff. So um, good night again. Uh, just like waking up to seeing that somebody on Patreon, Frank is your name. I don't want to say your last name, but took down 450 last night. So that's really good. Awesome. Congrats, Frank, if you're seeing this, I'm sure you will. Um, But that stuff usually comes out around noon, the projections. So... With that said, we're going to go through the injury dashboard. We're going to go through target offense sheets, see how some of these teams match up pace-wise. A lot of numbers from last year, defense 1st position, a lot of numbers from last year that you can't fully take. You have to take it with a grain of salt just as a baseline, but these teams are very new. Injuries are going to impact some things. I look at my early interests, and obviously those early interests are not my picks because it's 7 in the morning. We're t- 12 hours from lock. I haven't even fully ran my projections yet. I um, have to finish up minute projections there, which is usually the thing that takes the longest time. Uh, and then, yeah, then I will come back to patreon and I will have a sort of a yes no column for what my player pool will look like as well as my whole model so you can check that out if you're interested down below hit the subscribe button we're about to hit 13,500 subscribers today we're like 40 away so thank you each and every single one of you appreciate all the support that we're getting especially with the NBA season starting up and let me know in the comments down below who's your favorite guard to play tonight which guard which guard do you want to play I'll let you know who mine is if you respond so check out all my social medias at DFS on Twitter SalveVetri on Instagram and Salvetry Facebook page let's get into the video so, injury dashboard, lots of things. I have it filtered right now by team. I'll quickly cover it, um, and some of the th- injuries really don't matter. So, if I skip over one that you're seeing, that's really why. Ennis Cantor's going to be out for Boston. This somewhat matters, right? Matters more for Toronto in the matchups that are going, going to be against him and Siakam, really Marcus Gasol mainly, um, and then you're going to have Serge Ibaka. So, that matters for those guys. Kanter being out is going to open up minutes for Robert Williams um, the most, more than likely out there. Uh, so that's where I look to. We'll see, though, what the starting lineup ends up being like. Uh, Nicholas Batum, what a terrible contract this is for Charlotte. He's going to be out now for three to four weeks. That's probably better, though, for their team. Going to open up minutes for some of the other rotational players on Charlotte. Probably more three minutes, honestly, in two minutes for a guy like Devontae Graham, who played really, really well the other night. Cody Zeller is questionable today. If Cody Zeller misses, look, well, Cody Zeller is already a mismatch. Carl Anthony Towns should be eating his lunch today if he plays. But if Cody Zeller misses... There's not a, this is their problem. Like, the biggest issue for Charlotte is Cody Zeller's health. Like, their depth behind him. Like, who do they have, Willie, Go- Go- um, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez still? Like, who is behind him? That is the issue. Like, that's the one piece that they didn't really do anything in free agency to put somebody behind him that they can trust and win games. Like, obviously, Kevin has gone. They're not going to win games anyways. But if Cody Zeller is gone, you have no chance at winning games. Like, working off of pick and rolls, obviously the defensive side of it just running through him. So if Cody Zeller's already going to be missing, did not practice on Thursday, and it's not injury-related. It's just personal-related. But this is just the actual thought process of how bad this team already is and then definitely how bad they are without Cody Zeller there's literally nothing to stop Carl Anthony Towns who's priced up but to have another game like he did the other night I'm not saying he's gonna score 70 um, but like him at $10,800 I feel really confident in him hitting quote-unquote value in the 50s at that point so yeah Cody Zeller being out would be huge for Carl Anthony Towns even though it's already a good matchup Dwight Powell was expected to miss these first two games he's gonna be out again you probably see Maxi Kleber get a lot of more center minutes Rajan Rondo he did practice on Thursday and it quote-unquote looked good by a beat reporter as some car just feels the need to open it up at 7 in the morning. Um, Rashawn Rondo, questionable. He's only 4,900. Like if Rashawn Rondo plays and starts, I think you don't put him for 30 minutes, but you could probably confidently give him around 20 to 24, somewhere around there. Um, and at 4,900, it's at least worth considering. Utah, though, very good defensive team, adding Mike Conley, getting rid of Ricky Rubio. So, I mean, in terms of defense, right around a little bit of a bump up. So, Sean Rondo, questionable. We'll see how that looks. If he's out, I think you have more. Caruso didn't play at all last game. Uh, really, not much. So you're, you're going to probably see Caruso, who they said is going to be available for this one. Um, Kyle Kuzma is already listed out. He should be out. Mitchell Robinson's questionable. He was a full participant Thursday. I expect him to play, which pushes Bobby Portis back to a bench center. Um, and Mitchell Robinson against Brooklyn should be a good matchup. If Jared Allen starts, should be a good matchup. If DeAndre Jordan shot starts, you're going to have two of the better shot blockers, in Jordan and Robinson going at it for some time in this game. It's pretty cool. Robinson's 5,500, but though, and I really can't project him for anything more than what his role was last year with the amount of power forwards and centers they have so it's not really going to be a play for me today this is the big one DeAndre Ayton suspended 25 games for I think it was just what um like anti or doping or whatever it was something so he's done for 25 games and what a perfect time with Nikola Jokic coming to town Uh, yeah Nikola Jokic is in a fantastic spot DeAndre Ayton's already a bad defender like last year Phoenix was one of the worst teams against centers because DeAndre Ayton can't defend and I mean he was a rookie so you can't really blame him it's really tough to defend um, centers like Carl Anthony Towns Nikola Jokic Rudy Gobert right In your side of the bracket. Um, and now he's gone for twenty-five games and they have literally nobody to fill in his shoes, no one that can compete with the Paul Millsaps and Nicole Jokic's of the world. You saw Jokic though, who's on sort of this minutes load thing all year. They were worried about it, and like he only played twenty-four minutes in the first game because that's all he needed. Um, so there's a concern that he can only play twenty minutes. Now, we've seen this guy get damn near a triple double in like twenty-two minutes one time last year, but that's my concern with paying up for Jokic is matchup's fantastic, should absolutely smash. They just pull him after like 20 minutes or only give him like six minute rotations in each quarter. And now he's at 24 minutes as opposed to the 32 we would like him to get. I don't think I'm going to weigh that all that much. I think I will indeed get to Nikola Jokic today and feel good about it. And also, I mean, we like getting to Paul Millsap. If you watch this channel in the last game, um, we're in their Wednesday opener. He had a ton of points. I think getting back to Paul Millsap against this Phoenix team that already struggles against bigs. They don't really have anybody to guard bigs. Like if Kelly Oubre is going to be playing some four minutes potentially today, um that's a problem <laughs> so they don't have Sean Holmes anymore out there he's been shipped off he's gone uh, so yeah I, I don't really know how Sean Holmes I believe is now in Sacramento which will help with their depth no Bartman Bagley but yeah it's really hard to see how they're going to defend Nikola Jokic I like the spot for Nikola a lot Cameron Johnson the rookie he's going to be out today with a calf injury Other ones that are really impactful, Buddy Heald is questionable today. He did not practice on Thursday. Uh, Check that status. His price point comes down. I actually like the price point against Portland at 6,700. Marvin Bagley at 6,800. His price point comes down, but he's going to be out for four to six weeks with a thumb injury. Harry Giles is already expected to be out today. So those are two power forward slash centers that are going to be out for Sacramento. And what you have filling in for them is Dwayne Dedman at center. Should see a little bit bumped to his minutes. Rashawn Holmes is there. Um, Bielitsa is there. So there's a couple of guys at Power Forward that can start. Uh, we'll see who starts. If it's Bielitsa, I would expect somewhere in the mid-20s for him. And that's a pretty good spot for him at a cheap price point. If it's Rashawn Holmes, I would expect somewhere in the mid-20s for him. So those guys will probably split the minutes, but we'll see. They have Harrison Barnes. I don't know how much of the four he'll actually play, but he was playing the four last year. So keep an eye on Sacramento's four, who starts there today, because there is no Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles is expected to be out. So, I would expect it to potentially be uh, a or Rashawn Holmes starting. I kind of like whichever one does start in a decent matchup. Um, Hollis Jefferson for Toronto is expected to be out. Patrick Mahomes, or, or Patrick Mahomes oh my God. Hollis Jefferson and Patrick McCaw are expected to be questionable actually today. Bojan is, did not practice on Thursday. He's questionable for this matchup against the Lakers at 5,100. It's a good spot for Bojan. Very scoring dependent, but still a good spot. And that's about it. Troy Brown for Washington is out. Jordan McRae is out. And Isaiah Thomas for Washington is questionable. So those are the main injuries. Main injuries really that are impactful are the fact that Towns is, or, uh, Towns is going to have a really good matchup. If Zeller miss, misses, he already has a really good matchup. If Cantor, who is out, uh, him being out is going to help the bigs And Marcus Saul is going to help the bigs And Serge Ibaka, even Pascal Siakam, because Cantor already a terrible defender. But now you're putting Robert Williams, who's still a very raw talent, um, quote unquote talent in this league. And DeAndre, in being out, just opens up everything for the bigs already, like two- Bad centers in terms of Aiden and Cantor in terms of defense being out, but like if they're the starting centers, it's going to be even worse behind them. Um, and then Marvin Bagley, see what happens with the guard or the power forward depth there. Target offense sheet. So this is a target offense sheet. You get a copy of this if you are a patron, along with my projections, which I don't show in these videos for obvious reasons because they're for patron. Um, but this is a target offense sheet. These are the teams. This is their projected pace based on last year. So games that look like they're going to be at a pace up spot OKC and Washington. Now, OKC is not going to play as fast as last year. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, really big pusher of that. Um, Different personnel, no grant there now, but they're still going to be playing fast. And I imagine Washington continues to want to play fast. So that seems like a game that could be a pace up spot. OKC versus Washington. I actually am going to get to it. Really like Chris Paul there. Usually pace up spots are good for everybody, especially point guards, right? They're the ones pushing that pace most of the time, whether it's in transition um, easy buckets, easy layups, uh, double, double opportunities. So yeah, I do like Chris Paul today at a price point that I think like barely rose, if at all. Um, after he goes for like a 40 point, very quiet 40 point game on a night where everybody goes off 40 point, meaning a uh, 40 DraftKings points. So that's a game that I look towards the Washington and OKC game. I mean, you can get Bradley be on the other side of that. but will probably continue to be low owned and really continue to be the only guy that's worth a damn out there. We're going to talk about somebody else who is the rookie. Um, but, um, we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about that in the early interest. Um, Other games that stand out from a total perspective, you have a 117 team total for Minnesota today. So Carl Anthony Towns, ding, 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 is a five-point favorite and potentially Cody Zeller out. Carl Anthony Towns seems like a great play. Brooklyn has a 117.25 total against New York. I mean, New York's defense is probably going to continue to have high totals against it. Yeah, Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving's price now up to 9000 after dropping a 50-burger in his first-ever game. With the Nets, you have to love that. Uh, I think getting back to him is okay. I think maybe I don't get there on this slate because I like a lot of these big centers um, at their price points and their individual matchups, like we talked about Jokic and Towns already. Um, but getting to Brooklyn pieces is okay, in my opinion. Dinwiddie is still affordable. Um, it would really just be probably Dinwiddie. Uh, LaVert, I really don't know if I want to pay that price point. Really just Dinwiddie for me and then Kyrie Irving if you want to get up to it. I played Kyrie Irving on Wednesday night. I don't think I need to go back there tonight, but I think it's still a fine spot like the New York guards, there's not much there that's really going to be defending Kyrie Irving if he wants to do exactly what he did last time. I think he's just now priced for it. He's no longer um, or priced for it in, in terms of ownership as well. So we'll see what happens uh, with Kyrie Irving there. But I think it is still uh, a fine spot if you want to get to him. And the team total does say that Denver has a 116.5 team total. It's the third highest on the slate. They're 11 and a half point favorites. So this is the concern, right? You play Nicole Jokic, they're 11 and a half point favorites. And unlike the NFL or MLB, like NFL, yeah, they pull players, but they already have done their damage. Nikola Jokic could get pulled after three, only playing 22 minutes, and have 40 fantasy points for you. But that's not enough. Like if he plays the rest of the fourth quarter, he probably gets you to the 50 55 range. Maybe hits a double double or triple double. Like that is the concern here. But I don't want to weigh the blowouts too much. It is the widest spread by a wide margin. Next closest is Brooklyn being a nine-point favorite. After that, an eight-point favorite is OKC. So 11.5-point favorite is a little bit concerning to see Nikola Jokic actually play a full game. And if they don't have any DeAndre Ayton, it's a very good matchup, but it also makes it easier for that game to get out of hand. So keep an eye on that. Uh, don't wait that too much, though, right now. But just understand that like Carl Anthony Towns is in probably a better spot, more expensive, but I don't think he leaves the court at all today in the game, it's a game that's a five-point spread. Portland has a one-point... F- uh, 114.75 total. Yeah, I like Portland. Um, we're going to talk about White Whiteside, this matchup against Sacramento that's already down. Uh, Mar- Marvin Bagley already down. Harry Giles, I think Dwayne Denman is a very good center, but I doubt he plays more than like 25 minutes in the game. Um, so I think that's a good matchup. For guys like Hassan Whiteside. So these are some of the higher total spots. New Orleans, they're going to play very fast. New Orleans should have a pace-up spot. New Orleans and Dallas is going to be a really good game. Um, I like a lot of the talent on New Orleans, right? Um, you have Brandon Ingram. You have Lonzo Ball, the ex-Lakers, the, the New Orleans Lakers, right? Um, you have Drew Holiday, who had a really bad first game. Still priced up, though, so I don't know if I get there. And then, obviously, on Dallas, you have this pairing of Kristoff and Luca. Um, And that's just a really nice spot for the team total. Uh, It's a game that I I would obviously in NBA, you don't really need to stack. But New Orleans, I think I consider uh, guys like Lonzo Ball. I consider guys like Kristoff at their price points. Last year, Dallas was very, very bad against the centers. New Orleans was very, very bad against the center. So guys like Maxi Kleber still filling in for Dwight Powell, a guy who was very quiet, Maxi Kleber, the other night, especially when everybody else is going off. I think it's a spot that you can get to today and feel a little bit comfortable with him as a center against a team that just really doesn't have much centers at all. And they, they obviously ship off Anthony Davis They obviously ship off Julius Randle. So like their big depth is um, probably not maybe not a concern, but in terms of defensively minded, yes, yeah, somewhat of a concern. So this is the target offense sheet. You can look through it. You can screenshot it if you want. It helps. You can have a more clear, downloadable version if you do become a patron, and it'll be exactly in an Excel file with my whole model. That model releases once I finish minutes projections and tweak some point-per-minute stuff, probably around noon or one today, which is more than enough time before these games start, right? And that is updated throughout the day as well, based on injury news. Early Interests. Early interest. I do want to add one person to this and I don't even know how to say his name or spell his name. I know how to say it. Um, But Christoph Porzingis would be somebody else that I add on this for his price point. I think it's only in this mid seven K range, but these are the guys, Uh, no specific order really just as I was going through some initial stuff, my initial model, which I have to obviously tweak a lot of minutes projections and things like that. But Let me just shift this up. We'll factor this by salary. So there we go. We shifted by salary. Carl Anthony Towns, yeah, against a Charlotte team that might not have Cody Zeller. And even if they do, um, highest total on the team on the slate for Minnesota, an offense that clearly, as they said, all offseason wants to work through all Carl Anthony Towns. He said that he wants to stay on the court more and he improved his defense so that he could do that instead of playing 31, 32 minutes a game. Or last year 33 minutes a game he said he wants to be on the court for 35 minutes per game he wants to take on that role of like an Andre Drummond or Joel Embiid before his injuries of just not leaving the court so Carl Anthony Towns that helps us a lot thank you very much I mean your 78 or 75 point game the other night was fantastic 10, 8, $10 dollars. he's only a five point favorite tonight the game should stay close really like Carl Anthony Towns um do you have to get there on a slate where there's a lot of other centers and 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 center is always deep and it's going to be deep on a nine game slate tonight and you can see like the first like i don't know five guys on this list or five out of seven are centers i don't think you have to get there but in cash and even in gpps i'm going to try and prioritize it a little bit this is a year that carl anthony towns wants to like be the best center in the league and his offense is set up to work only through him there's no more derrick rose derrick rose is now in detroit and playing well but that's a guy who's going to take offense away from you there's no more derrick rose andrew wiggins has now taken a back seat as of last year just that's like the fourth option on this team it's really just carl anthony towns And then like the next best scoring threat is what, Jeff Teague? I know Andrew Wiggins is there, but he's not a scoring threat unless he takes huge steps forwards this year. Robert Covington, like it's Carl Anthony sound team. I love it. Nicole Jokic, we've already voiced our concerns a couple times. No, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton's a terrible defender. So either way, I had interest in Jokic. This just makes it a little bit better um jokic is a big he's the biggest favorite on the slate um against a really poor phoenix team it's a spot where getting to jokic is completely fine if you don't want to pay an extra fifteen thousand or fifteen hundred for carlin day towns i think jokic is in a good spot rudy gobert eighty two hundred against the lakers team that sure they got dwight howard better shot blocker they got javel mcgee somewhat okay on defense but for the most or somewhat okay is a, a very stretch i would say um, but a team that's not that great overall and now you have a cheap Rudy Gobert where he's priced at a point where if he gets you 40 fantasy points you feel okay about it 45 you feel really good this is a guy who last year was averaging over 40 fantasy points per game 8200 I do like Gobert um, the problem is center is deep and there's guys that are cheaper than him that I like and I obviously want to try and pay up for either Nicole Jokic or Towns on this slate so far it seems Pascal Siakam will fit as a power forward which is good because now he gets to go up against Boston who they don't have Al Horford anymore that is, now in that is now in Philly. So Al Horford, great defender, he's not there anymore. Enes Canter, who's a terrible defender, he's not going to be there. Um, they, they lose a couple of bigs. Their depth right now is very thin at power forward and center. They don't have Marcus Morris anymore, a very good defender who is now on the Knicks. So like this matchup, which once seemed very bad, and it's still probably somewhat bad and not great for like your shooting guards and small forwards with Marcus Smart still there, Jalen Brown, those types of guys. Um, but for your bigs, it seems okay. So Pascal Siakam at 8100. The guy was way too cheap in the 7K range on the Tuesday opener on the two game slate. He's too cheap again. So if you want to get to Pascal Siakam, he'll fit in a power forward spot. And yeah, the Boston matchup at once seemed like a very bad matchup for bigs. Again, there's not any guys there to de- to defend these bigs. Who's going to defend them? Jason Tatum today? Yeah, I feel pretty good about Pascal Siakam's odds. Uh, Chris Paul, 7,200, and which should be one of the highest, if not the highest paced spot on the slate. If you use last year's number, it will be the highest. Obviously, we can't use that, but just as a baseline. Yeah, Chris Paul, I mean, he came into that last game and he dropped 40 fantasy points at 7K flat, smashed his price point, and he still was not really needed or even seen. If you had him in cash, he was definitely okay for you. But because other players like goddamn Kyrie Irving goes for 75 and other guys are going for 70 and 60 and left and right, right? So Chris Paul, once again, 7,200. He is going to have a higher assist rate on this team because he's not playing next to James Harden, who is just going to crush your assist rate. Shout out Russell Westbrook. You're probably going to see a lot less assists from him this year. Chris Paul should be one of the higher assist guys in the league once again, um, because he's actually going to, to feed off of his players. And honestly, Chris Paul would have had an even bigger day if another guy in this list, Dennis shooter didn't shoot one for eight. There was like, if Dennis shooter just shoots his normal percentages, Chris Paul has another probably two assists in this game. Hassan Whiteside for Portland against a Sacramento team that last year struggled against the center position. And this year, they pick up Dwayne Deadman. So that's a big bump up. That'll help your defense. But not going to have Barman Bagley, not going to have Harry Giles. There's a good chance that you're going up. Um, Hassan White is going to be going up against Dwayne Deadman and then Rashawn Holmes. Now, Rashawn Holmes is a pretty good defender off the bench, to be honest with you, um, for a center and you have Dwayne Dedman. So it may be a worse matchup than it seems. But if you're going to give Hassan Whiteside like 30 minutes, and we know what this guy can do on a point per minute basis, and Miami just kept him caged at like 22, 24 minutes all of last year. If you give him 30 minutes a game at 7,200, he can crush that tag. And he probably will more times than not, especially when Dwayne Dedman's off the court. So I actually like Hassan Whiteside. It's just a matter of how you prioritize your centers today. Kyle Lowry at $7,000. Again, Kyle Lowry in his splits with No Noquai Leonard last year was fantastic. Week one and game one, it was the Fred Van Vliet choke. Lowry still does decent. Now he gets Boston, which is a, a little bit of a tougher matchup but again Boston's matchup no Terry Rozier and no Kyrie Irving so those are two good defenders when they want to defend um, so Kyle Lowry like the, the spots that are going to be difficult are against Marcus Smart or against Jalen Brown and maybe a little bit of Jason Tatum but that's about it like Gordon Hayward is not scaring the bigs all that much on defense and then I think for Kyle Lowry it's a better matchup in this spot I think it's a worse matchup for Fred Van Vliet who probably sees a lot of Marcus Smart Kyle, Low- Kyle Lowry you'll see a lot of Kemba Walker which is I think an okay matchup for Lowry I prefer Chris Paul for $200 more, but I think Lowry's in play. Kelly Oubre, um, I think his price point barely rose unless it went down. He dropped the 40-burger the other night. I had him in my main cash lineup, and it felt really good to wake up and see that, oh, he was the guy who was going to tip the scales. Does he score 15 and stink for you, or does he go off or at least have a good game? Ends up having 40. was a really good spot. He gets a very tough matchup now against Denver, and it is. There's, there's no denying it that this is a tough defensive team, especially if you're going to be playing small forward or power forward. But I like the price tag at 5,700. Um, in a spot where offense is going to have to go through Kelly Oubre. Yes, I know they have a rookie out there. I know they have Devin Booker. Um, but if you're talking about just anything off of three-pointers, like work, Devin Booker is pretty much just going to sit at the three-point line, um, maybe drive sometimes. But Kelly Oubre is going to be the guy who's going to have to get extra rebounds now with no Aiton and a guy that I think benefits the most from that outside of like direct replacements marcus all i like with no ennis Cantor. even with ennis Cantor i would have liked him now you're gonna have to go up against robert williams marcus all 5300 um, look he directly splits the minutes with serge abaca they rarely play alongside each other i don't even think they did at all for the most part last year maybe a couple minutes um when they when they acquired him from memphis marcus all i probably project him more times than not to be the guy who sees the 28 minutes or 26 minutes and then abaca gets the remaining 22 center minutes but check in on patreon later today to see Dennis a shooter at 4800 look he was 4100 he performed very met in the last game, but he shot one of eight. So he played th- over 30 minutes than a shooter. There's no more um, Russell Westbrook to be taking all of his shots. Um, he looked like Russell Westbrook in terms of his shooting last night, one of eight. But Chris Ball is going to be a guy who wants to actually facilitate first. So look, he shot one of eight. If he shoots three of eight in that game, He's getting you close to 30 fantasy points at 4,100. He's playing 30 plus minutes, a guy that you know is going to take a ton of shots, a guy that you know will rack up some assists, some steals and peripherals. He's so active when he's on the court, and now he's actually getting these huge minutes. So $4,800 against Washington is terrible defense. Like there's nobody there. There's nobody. Like Troy Brown is a second year player now and a guy that they think can be a good defensive player um, with a little bit of aging, but there's nobody on defense there. So um, Bradley Beal. Eh. So I think that I like I do like Dennis Schroeder at 4,800. Um, Kobe White at 4,500 for Chicago. Look, Thomas Sadoransky is the de facto, I guess, or, or just like the guy who right now is the point guard, quote unquote, but didn't play a ton of minutes. And Kobe White, the rookie, took over. Kobe White played more minutes, um, I think 27 off the bench, and he looked really good. He scored like 17 points and at $4,500, he's going to still probably come off the bench. Memphis is a little bit of a tougher spot, but not all that tough with the um, off-season moves that they made, just shipping players out, really. So Kobe White at 4,500, look, this is not a play that you plug in and you feel really confident about. Definitely not in cash, but in GPPs, maybe it's a little bit point-chasey, I think. Um, but he's coming off the bench, so that's why I don't recommend it all that much. If he got in the starting lineup, though, I would love this guy at 4,500. Dwayne Dedman, we already talked about him. Marvin Bagley's depth being out is probably going to just bump up Dwayne Dedman's minutes by maybe one or two. They just need more big minutes out there and they have less bodies now with no Harry Giles or Bagley. Bagley usually will play like some somewhere between the 12 to 15 backup center minutes. With, so with him out now, yeah, those minutes can get sh- siphoned off to Rashawn Holmes surely. But I think you see maybe a boost of two minutes. If Dwayne Dedmon starts playing around the minutes he did last year, 25 stable per game, it's a really good spot at $4,100 um, against Portland and Hassan Whiteside. Uh, I think it's a really good spot for him. So I put $3,600 Bielitsa in here. So Bielitsa, power forward should start or might start today. We'll see. If Rashawn Holmes starts, I like him more. So just keep an eye on this. Rashawn Holmes and Bielitsa very much so could just split the 24 minutes evenly or 48 minutes evenly for 24 each, or it can get a little bit wonky and they'll throw Harrison Barnes at the four for like four minutes and they only get 22 minutes each. Just keep an eye on what the rotations look like and what the news is coming out of there. Because Bielitsa is a very good, or a high or above average or in quality um, power forward in terms of scoring for fantasy points. We saw him do it a ton last year, but so is Rashawn Holmes. Both of these guys are very good when they have the opportunity. Whoever starts, I might have interest in Frank Kaminsky for Phoenix. He might be the starter. I don't know. Like DeAndre Ayton, he's a backup center, Frank Kaminsky. He might start a brutal matchup against Jokic and against Plumlee when he comes in off the bench and against Millsap. So thirty three hundred dollars for a starting center in Frank Kaminsky, who last year averaged sixteen minutes per game. I would I would expect if he starts today to play somewhere in the low to mid twenties. Um he's thirty three hundred. He'll be a center in a brutal matchup. You can do what you want to do there. I think it's an e I think it's a decent spot to play a guy if indeed he is the starting center. Robert Williams potentially and should be the starting center. We'll see. He's been dealing with somewhat of an in, some sort of injury, but they say he's probable uh, with no Ennis Kanter. Again, this is very similar to Frank Kaminsky. Both these guys are going to be 33 and 3200, respectively, some of the toughest matchups in the league. Um, Robert Williams, I, I don't think I want to play Robert Williams, to be honest with you. He'll be facing Marcus All, Pascal Siakam, and Serge Ibaka today. That is scary. At least there's no quiet Leonard, but that is scary to play t- uh, Toronto. But again, these are potential centers. Again, check the news. Don't be taking my early interest or don't be just looking at this stuff and going, oh, this is who Sal likes 12 hours before lock. I have to put them in. No. That's not how this works. On a nine-game slate, with the amount of injury news I showed you on the first sheet, there's going to be a lot that you have to keep up with today and that you should be checking back in on. If you, if you come to me and say, Oh, Sal, I started, I started Bielita, and he only got me 10 points. Um, well, yeah, that's because uh, Rashawn Holmes started, and you didn't check that. That's not on me, right? Things like that. Oh, Sal, I started Frank Kaminsky, and he, he only got 10 minutes. Well, that's probably because they started somebody else in his place, and Frank Kaminsky only got 10 minutes of backup center. So I do think he's going to get more than that, but it's just to prove a point. Um, oh, I started Kobe White, and he only got eight points. Yeah, well, I told you he's coming off the bench. He had a very good first game. You should check it. If he starts for some reason today, which I don't expect, well, then there, then that's when I play Kobe White. Otherwise, I think it's just something to monitor. So as where I'm at right now, this is just, and it's a decent amount, but I put 15 players on here. This is nowhere near the surface of what a player pool would be like. On Patreon, I'll probably list out yeses and maybes for Somewhere into the 40s for what a player pool looks like for me. My yeses are obviously guys that I prioritize. My maybes are guys that I'll have interest in and have some of, but not a ton. So that's where I'm at right now. Hopefully this NBA video helps. We're four for four. Hit the subscribe button before you leave. Let me know who's your favorite guard. If you can review the podcast, if you're listening on the audio version, five star rate and review. Or you're watching, really appreciate that. Follow me on Twitter at savagedfs. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.